This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. I am Bart Yasso, and you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast, episode 187. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Oh, to be in Alaska again. Hint, hint. We, we just can't help ourselves. I think that this is a, a destination that's a bucket list place for many people, and we are fortunate enough to have been able to go not once, but twice. And you would go a third time. I, I would think. go a third time, and it was kind of funny. I actually had job opportunities from Alaska start popping up in my in my Facebook feed. You did not. Oh, I did. Really? Yes, I sure did. All of a sudden, I'm like, huh? How do they know? I don't know. It's almost like they heard that I'm nearing retirement, and uh, yeah, so not looking to lo- relocate anytime soon. But I just thought it was pretty funny that that started showing up. Oh, we're we're happy to have you with us while we discuss and share with you more highlights from Anchorage, Alaska. We did a lot while we were there. We did. We because this is a location that is a bucket list place for so many people. We wanted to absolutely get the most out of our time there for you. We suffered. We slave oh, we worked suffered we so suffered hard oh. i mean we did it for you runcation nation Not we did only. All, all the running the eating the drinking the hobnobbing with race royalty we did that for you okay right and not only did we discover new places that we have shared with you along the way the last couple of months since we've returned we wanted to revisit some places that were just simply incredible and amazing. Yeah, you know, in the year plus that we've been dealing with the global pandemic, you know, many businesses haven't fared that well. And part of our desire to go back was to A, make sure they were still there. B, Make sure, make sure Alaska was still there. Well, Anchorage, are you there? Yeah, them plus you know the businesses within, you know. But B, we also wanted to see how they weathered the storm. Of course, and I mean, when I think of our first trip, there was a place that we really only merely featured on a quick bite, actually. Midnight Sun Brewing Company. Yes. And they are 100% needing their own full episode love upon our return. So here we are. So here we are. But before we bring you not only drink, 
but also <laughs> food from there. Yeah. We are going to have our first <gasps> in-person sit-down interview with the man, the myth, the legend, the mayor of running himself, mm. Bart. Bart. Yeah, yeah so. so. You know, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know that we interviewed Bart during the height of the pandemic uh, as a Zoom call. Yes, and we, we were, did. We were really fortunate to be able to get him on. And when we had the opportunity to connect with him in person in Anchorage, of course we're going to take that opportunity. Why wouldn't we? I mean, I emailed him. He answered me, which was such an honor. And then she so proceeded I, to cyberstalk him. I did not. <laughs> I emailed him once. He emailed me back. The next time we spoke was at the Anchorage Run Fest. I'm teasing. Okay. She cyberstalked Marco Cicetto. <laughs> really? Well, I'm not wrong. I did not. Now, what is cyberstalking Just to all- you? What did I do? <laughs> Check out what he's doing in his Instagram. Check out this. Check out this. That's called following people. I know. I'm teasing. Oh, so, yes, um, we have an amazing show for you guys. This is, in my opinion, some of the best stuff that we're going to be bringing you in oh, yeah. 2021. I think that as we, as we, wow. you know, are heading into the final quarter of the year, and probably later on in the year, we start to look back. I think this is going to be one of my favorite episodes uh, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, namely getting to talk to Bart, of course, again, um, and. Midnight Sun is one of our absolute favorite places in Alaska that we've been to so far. So we are so excited to be able to bring this to you tonight. First, we have to do shout outs, though. Jessica, as you know, has been hard at work, dedicated to her physical therapy with the one and only therapist, Kristen. And she has made it through successfully and she had her first longer distance back in the form of that Publix half at Welland Park. Yeah, I know what it's like to be able to do your first half after having weeks of PT with TheraBeast, hashtag TheraBeast, uh, Kristen Kaufman here in uh, Southwest Florida, who yes. is an amazing physical therapist, and she's a really incredible person. Uh, so I, I know how much work she, Kristen put Jessica through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. You, I do. We have both been. I haven't done a half since. Victims? Uh, um, patience. 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 <laughs> we have been patients. We have been privileged to we work have. with her. I tease. And I just, I just want to say thank you to her. And congratulations to Jessica at Harley Running Gal on Instagram. She is on her way. She is back at it and accomplishing goals. I know she's excited about doing the Donna in February. She's already got her sights set on that. I've seen her posting on Facebook. I'm excited for that one as well. I'm excited to see our team meet up. I mean, our team, like we're running the race together, but no. Well, we have a team. I mean, we have a team. 
We have. I haven't done a half. She's she's done this half. I have yet to do a half marathon. I'm working my way back mm-hmm. to it. So I hope that I can do it and make Kristen proud, just like Jessica has done. I have no doubt you're going to be doing that. But I am super excited that she's made so much progress. Congratulations, so, Jessica. Yeah, Jessica Lynn O'Keefe, Woo! running gal. You're doing it. So. I mean, if anybody else has shout outs that they want on the show. I was going to say, if you want to be shouted out or know somebody, what should they do? Email us. Info at runnydrink.net. That's info at runnydrink.net. Or, you know, they could call us. They could call us. What's the number? 941-677-2733. I'm sorry. Did you say 941-677-2733? Wow. We're like the cheesiest at the promo. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do that, you can you can email us and we'll read the shout out. You yeah. could email us a sound file and we could play your shout out. Yeah. Or you could leave that voicemail at that phone number. And we play it. We will also, if you want, play that shout out. Mm-hmm. So send that on to us. Let us know somebody who's accomplished, explored, and indulged that needs a shout out here on the running drink podcast let's talk running or more importantly let's talk to the mayor of running oh chief running officer at runner's world he's kind of a big deal he is he doesn't ever act like he's had that profound impact on the running community that he really has had no, I, I, I think that he appreciates it, but he has not let it go to his head. And I think that's fantastic. He's so approachable. Yeah. Whenever you see him, you know, emceeing and yeah. greeting people as they come across the finish line after the fact, circulating in the in the runner's village, village or, or whatever they call it. party. You know, after party. Yes. Uh, he's just the nicest guy. So great. And he has the most incredible stories. He does. He has done so much in his life. He has been on many adventures. Every and, every continent? Yeah. Every and, single one. And run a race on every single one. What I think draws people to him is that he is so honest about his journey through life and journey with running. Yes. You know, it's it's very easy in this day and age of social media to present the sanitized, polished, um, glossy version, airbrushed, airbrushed version of life. Yeah. You know, presenting best foot forward and all. Bart, you know, in his book, and you know, when you talk to him, he tells it warts and all, and Ew. lets you know, you know, that he's just a guy you know, doing this running thing. And he, I don't know, he's very relatable yeah. in spite of everything that he has accomplished. And and I think that, that him maintaining that humility is really commendable. Inspiring in itself. Uh, absolutely. So we were fortunate enough, 
to arrange for without cyber stalking. Arrange for. Thank you a so down. much. You're welcome. For, Let me clarify. There, yeah. There, there's no I stalking. I appreciate that. In this week. And we were able to get some quality time and sit down with Bart in Anchorage, Alaska. And we're going to share with you an excerpt from that interview yes. right now. Hey, Runcation Nation, Runny Drink Podcast. Welcome to the Anchorage Run Fest in Anchorage, Alaska. Look who's right next to me. Hey, yeah. it, I, Amy's right next to me. Oh, this is part, yeah, so this is the mayor of running. You heard him on our podcast in February, and it's amazing for you to be here with me right now. It's, uh, it's a dream come true for me. That's cool, Amy. We're sitting here in Anchorage, Alaska. I mean, who in the knew? sunshine of Anchorage, Alaska. Right. What draws you to this to this weekend in particular? Yeah, I've been here almost every year since uh, 2008, and it is the community and the people here. And this race plays a vital role in this community. You know, the kids run we have this morning. Oh, that's uh, great. There just isn't a lot of events. And, you know, in Anchorage, you people that live here they really are off the beaten path. So when yeah. all these runners from all 50 states come in here, it kind of makes the world a smaller place. And I yeah. think that's physically seeing that when I see the runners interact and everyone I meet race weekend, that's what makes it special. It's, it is, it's a special weekend. And you, you've had many inspiring or, you've had so many diverse experiences. Yeah. I mean, the, here you are truly fulfilling your role as mayor of running. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> but you have, I mean, like, let, the bad water. Yeah, I was lucky to run a few races in my younger days. You had. I don't do that stuff anymore, but I did. <laughs> but you inspire so many. And for our back-of-the-pack runners mm -hmm. who, uh, who listen to the podcast, who tune in all the time, if... If they are feeling the challenge of lately, or they're feeling a challenge of coming back from an injury, or yeah. getting out the door, even what what story could you tell? What uh, what from your past really drove you past a, a, yeah. a difficult you know time? I mean, people talk about back of the pack. I just look at everyone as a runner. No matter yeah. where they finish in the race, we're out there. And that's why when I always think back. You know, I just, I, I meet so many inspiring people. I just like, I have to be out here. These other people inspire me. And a lot of the people inspire me come from what you refer to as the back of the pack. Because sometimes people think, oh, these people are finishing way, you know, they've been out there too long. And I'm like, well, you don't know their story. So yeah. I, that's what inspires me. Like I see people come in and I know there's a story there because they break down and start crying and it's uh, they finish this race and it changed their life. Mm. Whatever, you know, a lot of times they will talk to me about their story, whether it's a loss of a loved one or yeah. some traumatic thing in their life and this was something they just wanted to go out and, and celebrate and kind of make themselves feel better and, uh, you know, that's the stuff that just sticks with you. And yeah. it's their personal story. But I, you know, I never stand there and say, hey, come up and tell me your story. But for some reason, people are comfortable coming up and telling me their story. And that's really cool. And when I wrote the book, My Life on the Run, yeah. I was like, you know, I had so many failures earlier in my life. Am I really going to put this in this book that, uh, you know, everyone should read? And, 
you know, when I committed to the book to, to write a memoir, I said, well, I got to tell the whole story. Right. You got to start at the beginning. Sure. You got to tell all the failures. Nobody wants to see something that's just like, oh, my whole life was like this. Everything, I got better and better and faster and better. And everything was, like, yeah. All the time. My, my, yeah, everything went up. And that's not true. You know, it's the roller coaster, the ups and the downs. Yeah. And I opened up and, you know, talked a lot about my failures. And I, you know, I certainly had some successes. And when people read that, I think that's what opens. You open, I open myself up, and mm -hmm. then they, in return, open themselves up and tell me their story. And I think that's what just keeps me going. And yeah. there are certain stories that really resonate with me more than others, but they all resonate with me. You know, mm. it's just, uh, I, you know, it comes down to I'm just happy to still be part of the community, no matter what pace I run. And I'm, you know, one of the runners now in the back of the pack. I used to be able to win races, but, you know, 43 years of doing this stuff and a lot of runners that I used to run with years ago they that don't run anymore they say why are you still doing that and yeah. I said because I love it and I love the people I'm not going to give it up like just because I'm not fast anymore that doesn't that's, that's not the role in the sport yeah it's not what it's all about yeah I'm not doing it to make a living at this point in my career I just part of the community and happy to be out there and get inspired by other people and uh, yeah. And it happens in Alaska this weekend. So many people that do this as their 50th state, whether mm. they're doing a half in all 50 states or a marathon in all 50 states. And, uh, you know, it's a big goal for the average person to do. So to see them come in and say, this is my 50th state and start crying. And I'm standing right there. Now, prior to COVID, I was mm. always hugging them and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a lot of elbow lot of bumps. Lot of yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do the hugging like we yeah. normally do at this point. Uh, but I'll still be there and at be least able we're to. Back, yeah. yeah, we're back and I'll be able to, you know, talk about their story over the yeah. microphone. So, yeah. That's what it's all about. I I mean, your your story and your life in that book. I listen to it all the time when I need a source of inspiration. And to to hear you talk about, well, I didn't really I didn't really let go let the running, uh, let the enjoyment of the experience take over. And that's when you yeah. won your first race at yeah. what, age 43? 43. Well, my, my first marathon that I yeah. won. Yeah, yeah. I, I was always doing the big marathons and you can't, you know, I wasn't fast enough to win the big races, Boston, New York, all the big ones. But then I did one that, you know, just 600 people and I did win it. But I was you know, 43 or 44 years old, and I had some illness problems, so I thought my winning races days were over, but it was so cool to win that race. It just felt so good. And I think that's the last race I won. Uh, but it really, you know, yeah. it, I, rem I, I remember it not so much about winning it, it's more like I didn't give up on the stuff I had, the illnesses I had, mm -hmm. and I got over it, and I, I just wanted to be a runner, and the, you know, I trained hard enough and got back to being a runner. And and I think overcoming uh, the stories that you tell of overcoming adversity, both yours and other people's, in that in that book that you share, it, yeah. it, I think that that is really appealing because everybody has had challenges in life, and it's how you, it, it's what you do, and and the overcoming, getting to the comeback. Right. Is that much sweeter yeah I was I felt you know for some reason I always just had a good attitude and I just said you know okay no matter what goes wrong I just 
I'm going to keep trying, so hopefully things get better. Yeah, it really is. I agree. I think the running helps us out. We yeah. go out there and, you know, uh, sometimes going for solo runs, even though I love running with, the, you know, other runners, but sometimes that solo run, you really get to think about mm. what's important and what you really want to accomplish, and you kind of sort your things out and what, you know, uh, you're really talking to yourself while you're yeah. out there running. You're not yeah. actually speaking the words, but they're going through your mind, and you're thinking, okay, this is what I really need to work on, and this is what I want to get out of it, and you just go from there. And I, I feel very lucky that I found running mm. uh, 44 years ago, and it's, it's been a joy. Like he said, it, it's been a joy to him running and what it's done for him. And it's not just the winning of, of races. It is the experience. And I, I love how he equates himself to, like, I'm just one of you. I'm just a back of the packer like you. But no, there's no less enjoyment in it. There's no less accomplishment in it. No, and he still just loves being part of the running community and you see it when you see him interacting with people. Oh. It, it's fantastic. And and we have the extended interview mm-hmm. um, that that's going to go up in the patron feed Yes, uh, for our insiders and mm-hmm. insiders keep an eye out for that. But uh, we yeah. want to thank Bart for taking the time to sit down with us in Anchorage and you know, becoming uh, not only, you know, somebody who's near and dear to our hearts, but, you know, maybe maybe we'll make him the honorary mayor of the Runcation Nation. He is. So. I mean, he's the mayor of the running community, so he is the. De facto. Mayor of the Runcation Nation. And I just want to say, that when Jeff Galloway had his heart attack, when his, his health scare and I reached out to Bart. He was right on it. Yeah. Turning around with a message of motivation and inspiration for Jeff and his recovery. So just an amazing all-around human being. Bart, yeah, so thank you for taking time to inspire us and the members of the Runny Drink Podcast listening audience, the Runcation Nation. So... All of that talk of inspirational running stuff with the mayor running had us working up an appetite. Of course, when we talked to him, we'd also done a run. Yes. And, you know, we were going to explore and indulge while we were in Alaska. It's so true. And one of the places that we wanted to revisit, like we'd said at the episode opening. Yeah. Was one that we found during our first trip. Mm-hmm. And fell in love with. I mean, everything about the place, from the space to the beers mm. to the food on their the menu. food, yes. And we were really curious how they fared during the last year plus, and we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to go back and visit, mm-hmm. and we were not disappointed. They're thriving. They seem to be thriving. They were quite packed while we were there. Um, and it's a beautiful space. You know, there's the downstairs and then there's the upstairs, what they call the loft, where they have the food and the tap room. 
you know, as it were. Mm-hmm. But and the bottom space, there's retail and where they brew the beer, where the magic happens. Where the magic happens, exactly. And it may be in an industrial park area. And they have outdoor an outdoor seating they have, area now. But they have outdoor seating. They have indoor. They have upstairs, outside on the porch, so you could overlook some beautiful like vistas. It's a great place to be. The people who work there are super friendly. Actually, yeah, we this was a, a different beer tender so than, knowledgeable. than our first trip, mm. and he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we had so much, um, so much fun interacting with him, yeah, and tasting our way through the menu. Mm-hmm. We are going to give you guys a sampling of the beers that we had, and we recorded our hot takes right there in the brewery of both the food and the beer. So check out this delicious food from Midnight Sun Brewing Company in Anchorage, Alaska. All right, well, the good news is our food has arrived. And what a spread we have here. We have two incredible sandwiches and a soup. Oh, yeah. We We decided to split the soup as an appetizer Mm -hmm. and maybe as a makeshift dipping sauce. Uh, Yes. And... The other one, it's just we, we kind of went to opposite ends of the spectrum as far as our our choices. I mean, I, I... And there's no wrong option here. This is... No. Ridiculous. Um, I got... Tell us. Well, okay, so we got to share the cheddar ale soup, Kodiak brown ale, Mary's with cheddar cheese, and this delicious beer soup. Yes. And then I got the ancho beef dip. Slow roasted ancho rub tri-tip is sliced and stacked on a fresh baguette and served with au jus and peppers. And there's a horseradish sauce on the side. Mm-hmm. And then you got... A sandwich called the mountain. Yes. And I think that, you know, it's what? Game of Thrones? Kind no, of? no. No. I'm so mad at Game of Thrones. All right. So it's not like that. It's the mountains of beautiful Alaska yes. landscape that you Or it's got. a mountain of meat. It's a mountain of meat because it's thinly sliced ham, uh, pecan smoked wood bake, uh, pecan wood smoked bacon, Tomatoes, avocado, basil mayo, and cheddar cheese. Yes. Let's try yours first. This looks amazing. Oh, first of all, let's do the soup. Let's oh. Do the soup. Tell me what you think of that. I just took a taste while you were reading. Oh my god. Mmm. It's cheesy. There's a tanginess that lingers on the end of the, of the bite. The sip, whatever we're calling are you, it. Are you getting the beer? Yeah. You absolutely get that mm-hmm. beer coming through on that. Mm-hmm. That is. I think it pumps up the cheddar. That is insanely good. There's a, it's a, it's a tartness. You pick up maybe a little bit of the yeastiness of the beer. It's so good. That's insane, and it's so silky smooth too. They did an amazing job with that. Mm. It's pretty easy to to mess up a beer cheese soup. Oh my god! They did a terrific job there. It's so good. It's not. It's like. Got some of the graininess of the cheese, melty, yeah, buttery, and just enough black pepper to give you a little, a little kick. tingle, a little kick. Yeah. All right, so your dip. Mm. 
number one, that's big enough for two to split. Yes. Any day of the week, it's enormous. Mm. I could hear the crunch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bread. Just toasted perfectly. The red peppers, they add a sweetness. The meat. Mm. There is. It's tender, but it still has some chew to hold up to the bread. And that's a tri-tip? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting choice for a sandwich. You don't often see that. And the horseradish. The horseradish is a separate dipping sauce. It's a separate dipping sauce. That's not on the sandwich already. It's not on the sandwich, but... Mm. Mm. Let me get in here and try this. Let me see what's mm-hmm. up. What do you think of that horseradish sauce? It has some bite. You feel it in your nose. So, you gotta like horseradish. That's all I'm saying. All right, my first bite was just the, the sandwich with the au jus. Yeah. Everything you said is spot on. That meat is tender, but it's got a little bit, like I said, a little bit of chew to hold up. Yep. And uh, that bread is almost a Cuban bread, and it's crustiness on the exterior. But I feel like you need a strong bread like that to hold up to all the meat that's in there. You do. You do. This would very easily get soggy. And let me try this this uh, horseradish sauce mm-hmm. that you were you were saying. Oh, totally. Could clear your nose out. Mm-hmm. I think it will. <laughs> oh, you weren't kidding. Yep. You're oh, gonna wow. feel it in your nose. So, anybody that doesn't like horseradish should skip that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's strong, right? That one is strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's not bad. I'm not it's saying good. like it's a bad thing at all. Really good. We should try your sandwich. This sandwich is phenomenal. You mm-hmm. chose very, very well. Yeah. Now mine, on the other hand, that I ordered is served on what looks like a uh, a croissant. Is it though? Let's see. So I'm splitting this bad boy in half. Right. Here you oh. go. I mean, there's, yeah, it's so there's soft. The so bread much, is so soft. So much bacon on here, and that basil mayonnaise. Mm. Oh my god, that is so good. Texturally, totally different than your sandwich. Mm-hmm. The ham yeah. is thick sliced, like the ham that my dad would make at Christmas. So yeah, it's quote it's not like paper thin when they say thinly sliced. It's thinly sliced for like a carving board. Yeah. But it's not super salty. No, it's not like a country ham. And the avocado is so creamy. Avocado? Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that. You haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> well it's like a buttery quality. I'm having to get my way through all this meat. They did not skimp on the on the ham, and I love the fact that they cooked their bacon extra crispy. Oh my god! It just adds a layer of texture. And there is something so right. I know this this is this could be a contentious battle for people. Some people say ham needs Swiss. I love ham and cheddar. Cheddar cheese gives it a little bit of a tartness and a nuttiness. That's true. That. 
Ugh. Like, I think you could go in the middle with a white cheddar. Look at you. This is a golden cheddar. That sandwich it's amazing. is ridiculously yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculously good. All of this, like, great beer, great food, a great view. <laughs> Midnight Sun has it going on on every level. So. I would just about go back to Anchorage just for Midnight Sun. I I mean, your your sandwich alone. Alone. Their kitchen game is no joke. And that's not their primary thing. Their primary thing's a brewery. You just and you could dip either one of our sandwiches in that soup we had. (laughs) Oh the cheddars, the with the Kodiak Brown soup, cheese soup, beer, cheese soup. Oh, so good. It really is. So it good. Is. Your sandwich was like like huge. It, the portion size that that they give you in terms of value, phenomenal. And I, the flavor. Oh. You know, sometimes it's one or the other. This is total package. Not so much. Total it's, package. Uh, yeah, it's, it is not an either or proposition. Anyway, Either speechless. <laughs> sandwich. Honestly, either sandwich we could have split. I am not ashamed of trying soup and two different sandwiches. I think we need, it's a requirement to go back because as I was putting together the links in the show notes, I happened upon their brunch menu. Uh-oh. They have a brunch menu. I didn't even see this. Yeah. Was it insane? Uh, you know, she's got literally got a tear in her eye as she's about to read some of this to you guys. Are you are you ready? Are you? I am. I, this is apparently going to be amazing. She's literally okay. tearing up. I'm not crying. I'm just There's saying. No crying in podcasting. Okay, look at. They have something called a hot mess, which is. Paris Cafe's brioche roll split to create a double-decker breakfast sandwich, cheddar, ham, chipotle, gouda, pecan, pecan, wood, (coughs) smoked bacon, red onion, arugula, two fresh over-medium eggs, and bacon, basil, mayo? That sounds horrible. Biscuits and chorizo (laughs) gravy. And Southwest poutine. Wow. You want me to, I mean, Okay. Biscuits and chorizo gravy, rich fluffy biscuits smothered in our house house-made spicy chorizo gravy topped with bacon, cilantro, green onions. Southwest poutine. Breakfast potatoes smothered in our house-made chorizo gravy with fresh cheese curds. Finished with two over easy eggs. Yeah. Yes. Breakfast sliders, green eggs, no ham. Yeah, I oh I God. I'm so sorry. No. I <laughs> can stop now i I just read you the whole entire menu absolutely go back to try that and i know that we are momentarily about to start the drink portion of our show and they have drinks on this brunch menu in addition to their beers they have well it is breakfast drinks in conjunction with their beer so there's the penny peeler triple that they have that beer oh we're going to be talking about that one. And uh, orange juice together. Ah, uh, so they're doing like beer mosa. Beer mosa. And then they have Bloody Mary 
with their pilsner. Okay. With their wolf pack. That's like pilsner. a uh, like a michelada. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds tasty. I would give that a shot. Yep. I don't need okay. a lot of excuses to go back. So I'm sorry. You know, I just needed a moment to share with you that what I found during my research. Well, as you wipe your tears away and get okay. ready for the drink portion, I'm going to take just a moment okay. to say that before we go on, we do want to say thank you to the members of the Runcation Nation who've decided to become patrons of the show. Yes. Your contributions allow us to deliver a better show into 2021 and beyond as we are going to be wrapping up this year at patreon.com slash running drink podcast we have three different levels of monthly support two dollars five dollars or ten dollars each with their own special perks one we have specifically mentioned tonight in that extended interview with bart yasso yes uh, for insiders at the ten dollar level yeah and you know Patrons generally get uh, thank you messages from us. The insiders get a look behind the scenes and access to exclusive video footage, special interviews before they're released, and the podcast feed sometimes, cooking demos, exclusive tastings of recipes, you name it. Um, we want to give you extra for we the do. little extra you're giving us. Yeah. So our show will always be free, but if you want more Runny Drink podcasts, you want to support the show long term, Check us out on patreon.com slash runnydrinkpodcast. Or if you use Podbean, you can tap on the reward button at the top of the uh, Podbean app on your smartphone, smart device, if you will. Or tablet. Or tablet, etc. And it's all the same perks, all the same levels right there. And you don't have to leave the Podbean ecosystem. So as always, we thank everyone for any and every way that you've supported and continue to support the show. But we'd love for you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash runny drink podcast. So let's talk drinks. I mean, you're going to a brewery. You kind of like you said, the, the beer tenders are so knowledgeable and so nice. Yeah. Super friendly from the minute you walk in. Um, what I love about the space too is, you know, they, ha they have um, bombers mm. in a cooler, which we actually got one transported successfully, successfully back here to Florida. I didn't think it was going to make it. I, I'm so happy that it did. That was an experiment to see, will this work uh, or will my clothing be soaked in Alaskan beer when we get home? It was not. Uh, so we Success. do, we do have one that we are going to be tasting at a later date on one of our live chats, but uh, we did take the opportunity to taste our way through the menu. We, we did. And, and I'm happy to report <laughs> that their beer, which we loved on our first trip, remains outstanding. Mm. And there's more to be had and enjoyed. Different varieties, all different levels of ABV, all different styles done well. Yeah, done very well. So without further ado, here are our recorded live from the brewery hot takes on the beers offered by midnight sun brewing in anchorage alaska hey guys it's dana and amy from the run it drink podcast at runitdrink.net and we are coming to you from one of our favorites here in anchorage alaska mm. midnight sun brewing we had to return we actually did this place the last day of our trip before we left 
the Anchorage Run Fest weekend in 2019. Yeah, it was the last day, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, we had to go catch a plane because if, if we hadn't, I would have spent hours here. The place is gorgeous. Yeah, the, the look is this interesting combination of concrete and industrial steel and... I mean, they, they just did such an amazing job on the space. Yeah. And... And there's local art. Yeah, local uh, glass art. Glass art and also art on the walls of just picturesque Alaskan scenes with the mountains. Yes. And, and water. And it's just beautiful. And it's an upstairs space. So, I mean, this whole building in this industrial area, I think it's very smart to get a hold of because you have the downstairs space for the brewing. Mm -hmm. And then you have an upstairs space here with a kitchen because they have food. And, and also, you know, your tap room, which and, is called the loft. Right. And we featured uh, their food and their beer on the show last oh, night. Oh, yeah. There was like a chorizo dip that was amazing. Yeah. We were, we were not disappointed. And... Mm. Um, I don't know, I think we mentioned it, but one of the, the first features that jumps out when I walk in here is their beer forward wall. Yes. And we've seen this feature in a couple of places, but I just think it's an amazing idea. You buy a beer, mm -hmm. and you get a post-it note, and you can write a message, yeah. and you post that post-it up on the wall. Yes. And people can come in, and you know, there are some over there for... You know, if you're a first responder, you know, this beer's on me. Um, there's some that are veterans. Veterans. Um, I'm seeing. I'm seeing uh, things for you teachers. know teachers. I'm seeing things if you've if you've uh, lost somebody close to you and, mm -hmm. you and you need a pick me up. I mean, whatever message you want to include. I just love that. It's that is just such a great way to to pay it forward. Mm. And I think that we, before we leave, are going to pay it forward in our podcast name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For somebody. Yes. So. Meanwhile. So, yeah. You know, we we've got beers. We're sitting here with beer. We so, do. Um, we just wanted to tell you about the ambiance, and it's a place we love. And I'm so glad that we have a little bit more time to spend here today. Yeah, we're not rushed. We're not rushed, so we're having more than one beer, of course. We are. I. Uh, I love your choice because I am a sucker for a Pilsner. Yeah, um, yeah, this is their their Wolfpack Pilsner, and this is their uh, it comes in at five point or five point zero percent ABV yeah. and thirty IBU. And it's not the, too too bitter. Yeah, and the description says from the darkness of the forest, a single howl calls to the pack, crisp and clear like a starry northern night. Wolfpack Pilsner answers the cry. Traditional Czech Pilsner yeast is complemented with a hint of galaxy and herb sucker hops. I've never, I've never heard of herb sucker heard hops. Of that to make an easy drinking Pilsner that will keep you on the hunt. Grab a pack and run wild. And by the way, they oh, do yeah. they do cans and bombers. Mm -hmm. of, the bombers, uh, yeah. Of certain. There's one that's called. Uh, ooh, there's one that's called Love in the Time of COVID. Yeah. And I really want to try it oh, yeah. for the name, but. How, how is your Pilsner, though? Because it, I love, love, love a Pilsner. Well, you know, this is, I would say, you know, a nice, clear yellow. Um, this has moderate uh, carbonation. There, It's got a very light nose to it, but you get a little bit of maybe biscuit on the nose. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a mild, hoppy bitterness. 
Is it too bitter? Not at all. No, it's very mild and then it fades very quickly to yield to that biscuit that I was talking about. Mm. And this is super drinkable. Like, I... The problem with this one is it's like really drinkable. Well, how much? How, how much was uh, it? Five percent. That's 5%. pretty sessionable. It is. What do you think? I understand what you mean about the hobbiness, kind of that, just ever so slightly <clears throat> mm -hmm. in the back of your throat. But I like it's light, it's crisp, it's the medium carbonation. Yes, yeah. it's quite delightful, and that that bready note is there as well. Now you went a totally different direction and not something I expected you to get. Um, I don't think that you've seen me get this way and since Huntsville, since Inner Space. Yeah, you're not normally a Goza, like a salted Goza fan yeah, normally. This is uh, their own original offering, That's Not How It Goza. That's Not How It Goza. Which is 5.2% ABV and only 15 IBU. Originally brewed over a thousand years ago, this is the description from Midnightson. In Gossler, Germany, Goza almost went extinct before resurfacing in our hearts and stomachs in the late 20th century. It's too good to let go, and now we've brought it back and brewed our own delicious version. That's not how it goes up. This goza was soured with a wild yeast strain to produce the lactic acid, contributing to its sour characteristic. The use of coriander and Alaskan sea salt blends citrus notes and a strong saltiness that helps balance the herbal flavors and the sourness. It is what it is, and that's not how it goes. It is a simple, sour, and salty wheat beer with complex flavor that makes a tasty, tart treat. And? It is. Now that's got a, a, a darker golden color and a little, a little bit touch hazy. of haze. Yeah, it's a little bit hazy. And uh, I I like the saltiness. It's not it's not a super you wouldn't imagine my you know how my facial expressions are, you wouldn't imagine that I would just be puckered, super salty, undrinkable. It is just that just that saltiness that then brings out the citrusy notes. Just a little bit of salt. Mm -hmm. They didn't overdo it. Yeah. We've had some gozas that really tasted like salt water. And it's not like that at all. I like it. It's refreshing. It's got the right amount of carbonation. It's not too, too carbonated. Kind of middle of the road, I think. What do mm -hmm. you think? Because mm -hmm. I really like your Pilsner. Oh, I love the nose on yours immediately. Yeah? There's a little, what hint, do you get? a little hint of citrus mm -hmm. and a little hint of salt. Yeah. I like that it's Alaskan sea salt. This is tart without being obnoxious, like a yeah. like a really punch you in the face sour. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's very pleasant. I really like that it. That is very pleasant. I think it would go great with like a hearty burger. Or nachos. Have, or nachos. And we have heard, although I don't think it's until Tuesday, or no, Thursday, that they have the green chili pozole. Oh, we've, we've heard, heard their pozole is amazing. Is, yeah, but I don't think we'll have a chance to have it. Sadly, frown face, but they're, as I recall, I know their food is amazing and their beer is just delightful, so. I think we ought to have more. Okay. And get a little bit of their food. 
while we can and soak up all of that Alaska has to offer to bring to the Runcation Nation. So, Midnight Sun, come get some. We are here at Midnight Sun Brewing Company, which is fast becoming our favorite in Anchorage, Alaska, as we celebrate our completion of the Anchorage Run Fest. And what a fun weekend this has been. I honestly think that the, the city doesn't, or the, the, the organization does an amazing job and the city really embraces it. Oh, yes. And we got word today that there was a bear on the course. Of the half of marathon. The half. And let me just say to you that when we picked up our packets, I was half tempted to say, let's switch up to the half. And we would have seen the bear. We would have. That would have been so cool. Oh my gosh. Uh, so much better than like the log in the middle of the course that we saw two years ago. Although that was very interesting too. I mean, we ran two years ago, there was a windstorm that came through here. Oh yeah. And we were running in that 14 mile an hour sustained wind oh, yeah. in some places. It was but it this, was amazing. This 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 race weekend we couldn't ask for anything better to interview Marco Chisetto and Bariasso and be able to fan all over them. Yes. And also have some amazing cuisine and tasty beer. Yes. Like this full curl from Midnight Sun, which is a Scottish ale, 7.2% ABV and 25 IBU. From mountains up high to bellies down low, Full Curl is a bold brew you want to butt head with. Butt heads with, yes. Uh, marked with majesty and descending from the peaks, the strong scotch ale embodies a robust malt flavor with hints of sweet caramel, deliciousness dominating the aroma. This is very true. Uh, a delicate ester profile unearths notes of plum and stone fruit while warming sensation from higher alcohol content soothes the strong malt sweetness to create a complex yet balanced beer perfect for the snowy season. Okay. Now you've had a sip, but give, give us a good taste here and tell us. Well, I get caramely notes on the nose of it. Immediately. Immediately. Yes. You? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and it's just, it's malty. And it's got that. Oh, so good. It's definitely more towards fall. We're getting there, you know? Oh, yes. This is the dead of Florida winter for us. Yes. I know. Yeah. We're totally, we're it, loving it. It got to be 74 feet and everybody was dying. I was like, you guys don't know, man. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina, so we get it. You, you get it. Totally. And the service here, Let me just we tell didn't you. mention that. Our yeah. beer tender he's is checking also... checking in on us. And, and he's also doing table service, so... Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I was just, I was going to tell you, you know, like, it, the, the scotch ale just, I mean, there's a boozy quality, but it's not totally boozy where you can't taste or get a hint at the caramely malty notes, the biscuity kind of note that you get in a scotch ale. Just, it's, uh, the, the color is just a beautiful dark 
red rust color. Yeah, like a deep, deep amber. It's It, it lets some light through, but, but not too much. It's not what you would call trans transparent. Mm -mm, not at all. So, I mean, yes, it. you can get the boozy quality and the flavor. The carbonation is like a, like a medium. Mm-hmm. Medium carbonation, but it, it's I. Yeah, I immediately get some of that caramel on the nose mm -hmm. and moderate carbonation. Oh, mm -hmm. hello there. I actually the first thing I pick up on is that note of the stone fruit thing you're talking about. Oh yeah, that is really good and. Um, it's not so carbonated as to be harsh on your no, throat. I would say medium to low carbonation. So you could actually, it's very easy drinking, which yeah. means that's a dangerous one. Because it's what, 7.2? Yeah, 7.2. So. But it's delicious. It is. I love it. Now, I went a different route. Yes. I went with something called their Puffin Tail Ale, because again, I'm... I, they hooked me with their marketing of you know. I didn't expect that. Talking about Arctic animals. A pale ale? I did not expect that from you. But yeah, so this, th their description here says, pale ales can be dated back to the 1700s to a time when the pale was the rebel of the brew house, lighter in color than most of the time, than most brews of the time. Excuse me. Now, 300 years later, the recipe holds as true and honest brew. Caramel and Munich malts form mm. a malty base while hops brush the nose with hints of pine and citrus before flowing over your taste buds. Puffin Ale was designed for our friends at Kenai Fjords Tours who share amazing Alaskan adventures with folks from all over the world. It's like a collab. Yeah, Puffin Pale Ale is the perfect sidekick for those incredible experiences. I'm very excited to give you a tasting on this. Now, this is a, a darker golden color, but it's definitely see-through. Almost turning red, but not quite. Yeah, on the cusp of red. You're absolutely yeah. right. This is more heavily carbonated than yours, I think, yeah, a little agreed. bit. Agreed. And yeah, this gives you an initial pininess that fades away, and then you get some of that that malt and you don't get a lot of lingering bitterness with this no I mean it's there but it does not stick around it doesn't stick around um, this is really very nice I, I like it more than I thought I would and pale ale is not typically a style that you go for all I the don't, time no I don't typically gravitate towards them what made you choose it I, I'm just the name I, just the, the puffin name partly the name uh, I had a friend who uh, was a, oh, yeah. is a, is a semi-pro photographer that I used to work with, and he actually did uh, tours to Nova Scotia, because they have islands where I guess the puffins are up Nova there. Nova Scotia, he could have like been there with Rhonda Lee. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and uh, he's been out, like on the, you go out on the island into a blind, you do your photos, it's like a, like you get so many hours and the boat's coming and you better be on it type thing. Ouch. Yeah, and it's it's apparently God. bitter, bitter cold. Like no joke. <laughs> you could you could die in it and he's doing that for photos. Well so, good I mean, for him. You know. But you are drinking the beer for the name. I think it was puffins. Maybe puffins or penguins. It was some kind of Arctic bird. But <laughs> so yeah, so that caught my attention and then I thought thirty IBUs which is it's not too bitter. Yeah, it's five point seven ABV, thirty right. IBU. 
that's not terrible. Yeah. So, and, and it, it holds up. I mean, this is, uh, this is quite tasty. So, Midnight Sun Brewing Company. Again, two for two today that we've been trying, and we're probably going to taste our way through the menu a little bit more. Of course. But, again, this is a place, like you said, it's rapidly becoming one of our favorites. And we don't really have to worry about it because we're drinking responsibly with Uber and Lyft. Yes. So, yes. we can indulge a little bit more of the menu than we did last time because we had a flight to catch. Right. So, let's go do that. We're on it. Okay, Runcation Nation, here's another offering from one of our favorite breweries here in Anchorage, Alaska, Midnight Sun Brewing. And we just can't help ourselves. We can't. And, you know, that's okay because you never know when we're going to get to get back up here. And I'm having a Belgian triple that they have named the Panty Peeler. And when I finish reading this description to you, you're going to know why. <laughs> Free-spirited panty peeler pours rambunctiously into your glass, releasing its engaging aroma. Curacao, bitter orange peel, and coriander create a beautiful yet bolder triple by infusing color, citrus, and spice. Belgian yeast adds playful character. Bottle conditioning assures a perfectly heady experience. Brewed as a Belgian triple, but with American boldness. Panty Peeler is delicious yet spirited. Originally named Extreme Polar White Beer, it got nicknamed Panty Peeler along the way. Then we translated it to French for a while, and I'm gonna try to uh, to to read this. Say that. culotte. <laughs> I don't know. Now we're back to calling it Panty Peeler, and we've kicked it up or we've kicked up the coriander and orange peel to represent its original design. This is 8.5% ABV and 15 IBUs. Oh yeah. And you're singing my my song here. Number you one. Love Belgian triple. I, I love Belgian triples. I love Belgian yeast, the flavor profile you get, which is usually a lot of banana notes and clove notes, yep. but now they've kicked it up with orange peel and coriander. So that's Love the it. traditional, you know, um, like wit beers yeah. that, that we like so much. So this is kind of like a like a marriage of two styles I really enjoy. Um, the color is a deep golden hazy. Um, oh yeah. There's no translucency here. The smell immediately is that Belgian yeast. I get that on right on the nose immediately. It's a heavy body beer with a, with moderate carbonation. Mm -hmm. And immediately I get the I get those Belgian flavors. The clove, the banana. But then that gives way to that coriander and orange. Mm -hmm. This is delightful. It is. I this would be probably my beer of choice to just come here and hang out and drink. But more than it's more than half, more than two, and you're done. You're, yeah, you have to have an yeah. Uber or a Lyft if you're oh, going to do that. One hundred percent. What do you think of it? I just think it's a it's like a heavier body, so I'm not sure how how many you would have in one sitting. I couldn't do more than two, two? but I would enjoy them. But and it's like a medium carbonation, but you get all of that. You get the triple. You get the wit flavors. That's Belgian flavors. It's just great. Okay. Now, you went a completely different direction. I did. Um, 
Sal y dolce. Sal y dolce. I know what that means. What does it mean? That means salt and caramel. Yeah. Imagine that. You found something on the menu with caramel. Yeah. Well, you know our debate, long-standing debate. Uh-huh. You're chocolate. I'm caramel. And this is salted caramel, which I absolutely adore. It is very good. 7% ABV, 30 IBM. Valentine's Day may have already passed, according to their description, but that won't stop us from sipping on something sweet to help curb the chocolate withdrawals of this lovely holiday. We brewed a decadent drink with a dulcet twist on a traditional porter. Caramel and co uh, cacao nibs build the base of this brew while Maris Otter and C30 Grain Grant, malt sweetness and notes of nougat. Chocolate and debittered black malts infuse a delightful dark profile and a slight roast character with the addition of our house-made caramel. Really sweetening the deal by reinforcing all those fragrant flavors. A little sea salt helps balance out the dark, sweet malt profile, bringing everything together to create the delicious and unique brew. Very nice. It is super dark, so no light at all. Not really, no. Mm -hmm. And it has like a persistent head. Yes, it does. And the smell is like of the cacao nib. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. immediately, like dark chocolate. Mm. And, and that is the predominant flavor I get. The chocolate? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. Mm. That's not a bad thing. It's very good. It's, um, it's a, obviously a heavier body. Would you call it a medium body or a heavy body? Mm. It's not as, it, it's not like a, um, syrupy body. Okay, so we've had some stouts that you could almost stand a spoon up in. Mm -hmm. This is not one of those. Not like that, but it is a thicker body. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there is a slight bitterness in the back of the throat at the end of the sip. Okay. So I get the chocolatey notes. I'm not sure about all the caramel. Still a tasty brew. So what you're saying is that the caramel plays second fiddle to the chocolate. Yeah. Kind of like in life. Mm. <laughs> in your opinion, for sure. Mm. I like I like porters. I, I think mm -hmm. there's a smoky quality to that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah, that's a smoke. There's a smoky like thing I wasn't that you expecting. get in the mouthfeel after you've had the beer. Yes. Yeah. That's very. It's a pleasant surprise, though. Yeah. I was expecting this to be like a, a syrupy dessert beer. No, not in any way. That and yours, I say, is a lighter body than mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's thicker. That Belgian triple yeah. body. So, would you get yours again? Yeah, I want to know how it is in a like a beer shake. Oh. That's what actually, I that one with like a like a dulce de leche ice cream to make a beer shake out of. Would or be dangerous. Even like an affogato type thing where you have like a like, float. Like a float, yeah. And at 7.4%, um, you have one of those floats, you might be floating. Mm. It's delightful. It is. Yeah. 
So, okay, we are we are batting a thousand here. Midnight Sun has. We haven't all these... edited or had a beer that we haven't covered. Right. They have all these different styles that they do so right. So this is a place I would come hang out after the Anchorage Run Fest. Whether you run 49k, walk the half, walk the marathon, run the marathon. Do the half or the 5K or just the one miler in the weekend of the Anchorage Run Fest. This is a place to come celebrate because of the amazing food and the eclectic beer. Yeah, not to mention the amazing staff that oh. have been here. Everybody has been so friendly. Terrific. And the the crowd has uh, we've seen it ebb and flow while we've mm -hmm. been here this afternoon. And no, well, to be fair, we came right as it opened. Yes, but I mean. Oh. They filled up mm -hmm. and they're tapering off, and I think more people are arriving. So it's good to see that they've got they're this kind busy of busy all the time. Here. Yeah, more or less. So yeah, wish we could stay here all week long. Yeah. And or come back during their Oktoberfest. Oh my gosh, for sure. Have you seen the Stein? We need to have it shipped home. Yeah, they're they're doing a, a, a carved wooden Stein that you can purchase here. Fest, fest beer. Yes, their fest beer. I love it. What they're going to be offering. I wish we could stay. Indeed, but oh well. Um, There's more to cover here in there, Anchorage. There is, and we're going to eventually leave here and cover some other places. Yes, so, we will. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> yes. I just, you know how I was reading the brunch menu mm -hmm. after the last segment? I just want to, now let's plan our return. Are there new beers being offered that we, we haven't had a chance to have yet? I, I don't know. I think so. I'm sure there's I'm sure a reason there to return. I think I think there there are. And I think that we ought to just do it. Well. Oh, okay. 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 I, you really don't need to. I don't need a lot of reasons to go back to Alaska. I think it's a, an amazingly beautiful state. The people are incredibly friendly. I've oh, been... Yeah. So pleased every time, yeah. Well, both times that we've gone, and we have said we need to try it in the winter time. So we do. Maybe maybe we make this next trip in the winter to go check it out. Why not? So who knows? We may be back for a different race. They do have uh, races up there all year round. We were fortunate enough during our time there to run into some amazing people who were telling us of other races in the state. That we need to check out. So, we may be making a trip back to the Great White North at some point in the not too distant future. And we will bring new places for you to explore and indulge along with us. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, this we like what we said at the beginning of the show. We know this is a bucket list place for people. Yes, and. I think that our experience doing the summertime races has reinforced for us the idea that this is someplace, if it's on your bucket list, do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Anchor. And that's Anchorage. That's not exploring other towns. Right. As well. Right. I would say there's plenty of other cities. There really aren't plenty of other cities. There are several other cities you might want to go check out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still very much un, undeveloped, unexplored. Well, explored, but you know. It's, it's pretty wild up there. There's potential. Oh, yeah. Mm. So we're super excited about it. We hope that you have enjoyed um, our most recent 
flashback to Alaska. Next week, if you will stay tuned for more running, eating, and drinking, we are going to be doing uh, some training updates. I mean, it's... Ahead of our trip to the upcoming Disney Wine and Dine. Yeah. We are getting ready for that. So uh, Amy has started incorporating some strength training, and she's going to tell us all about the awesomeness that is air squats and lunges. So excited. So get ready for that. And uh, there we may- better have a button on this on our podcasting side. This might be the podcast can- that makes us lose our family friendly uh, tag. We just need to or, have or an explicit tag editing, you know, tools at our fingertips. I'll, I'll okay. make sure that we've got that we've got the the bleep button ready. Okay, good. So, um, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm sure excited you are for the race afterwards, and uh, this is going to be a me. this is going to be a fun week to get us ready for uh, one of our favorite return races the wine and dine (sighs) they're back they are back baby wait so do us a favor we've already asked you to let us know about shout outs we also want to know about your accomplishments as well don't forget we mentioned it earlier in the show you can email us info at runeatdrink.net or call us at 941-677-2733 that's, message us that's info at runnydrink.net or 941-677-2733 yeah we want to hear from you message us and let's get you celebrated amongst the other members of the runcation nation so we all lift each other up that's absolutely the case and we want to thank you guys so much for listening for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.